Like if it turned out Zoom meetings were your fetish, like pandemic would have been rough on you. Like it would be, it'd be just like. You just rock hard all the time. Just, just like, like, hey, let's just connect. Let's have a work meeting real quick. You're like, oh, yeah. Mm, I love these okay, little windows. Sounds great. But Rob, they spotlight me. The worst would be if Zoom meetings were your fetish and then they made you go back into the office. <sighs> yeah. Oh, it. Oh, I mean, it'd be right. like. You just. It'd be like when your wife gets rid of all the thongs. You're like, well, I guess that stage is over. I like, guess right. just you're just done. It's like the happiest days of my life are gone. <laughs> That's fine. Marriage is going great. All right. In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 105. 105? And for the second time in a row... We've got an album from 1971. What a year. This is Fillmore East by the Allman Brothers Band. I mean, Fillmore, that's what I'd be doing if it wasn't for these darn gas prices. Thanks a lot, complicated supply chain, but also the cap supply by OPEC, and not to mention the lack of Russian oil causing shortages in Europe. While keeping in mind the U.S. has a lot of untapped reserves, while oil company CEOs make record profits off these high prices. Thanks a lot, Joe Brandon. Hey, Rob, (laughs) you want to see my oil driller move? Oh, no. <laughs> Russell, that's a young man's game. That's standing up. Look out. Uh, guys, I've got a special treat for you today. Due to the fact... <sighs> so I'm just thinking again. I'm at the cabin. Everybody's asleep. Just do it. What, what are they going to do? I did get a text saying they could hear everything I said. And my sister said, especially the part about your penis. And I was like, <laughs> which part was which that? Part? That was the worst part. I was like, which part was that? Which part um, of your penis, you mean? You're talking about... <laughs> The brown part or the red hot <laughs> part? Uh, let's get into what are we? What am I talking about? Let's get into our opening song. Which guys, just because we're doing a live album, I've decided that I'm going to do our parody song live. Oh, I love it! Lightning flashes, a new mother. You guys like that one? joke, and it's so good. You guys love it, don't you? Rob, do you have the do you have the coffee can with the placenta in that bathroom recording studio? Listen tonight, we got a special treat for you. Tonight, coming in live and unedited is Rob singing the theme song live unless it's a disaster, then he'll put in a better version later. Oh yeah. And Rob starts singing now. Our download numbers are down to 102. Yes. Woo! And I know why we can't reach nobody new. Reach it, reach it. Instagram pose. We're too shy to tell you about our show. Deep inside, 
Well, we're real bad hosts. We're too old for this kind of thing. Yes. yes. When you want to hear about Woo. the great man. I'm only 41. You're 41. These guys are about 42. We're not losing this Look thing. it up on oh, the We're 41 for looking at the appropriate age, Russell. What are you talking about? If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get up. I'm a millennial. I got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. Listen, guys. Not a joke. Our Instagram game is very weak. I, I've been like, we've had so many good episodes lately. The Clash, I thought was great. I thought uh, De La Soul was great. I have posted zero things to Instagram. And anytime we do post something to Instagram, it's Matt at a concert, which I still appreciate, Matt. I think it's great. But our Instagram game is weak, which is not surprising considered Aaron, I think, just creeps on people. And Russell is like offline. He's like, <laughs> he's like John Rambo out in the woods. I use Instagram to know about when they're going to be taco specials. And oh, Beck did it better than taco specials. <laughs> that's a good reason to use it. Mm. Actually, that, that does sound great. That actually is like a better use of Instagram than what I'm doing. <laughs> and- <laughs> where I just comment on things to make people mad. Like that's the stage I'm at on the internet where I just, if you follow me on Twitter, it's just me telling people they're dumb. Like, I don't know. It gives me great satisfaction. I think it happened to me on Twitter this week. I saw something. I can't remember now which, which thing it was. This isn't going to be a great story, but I saw, I was scrolling down Twitter and I thought, Oh, Rob would, it's one of those things that showed up in my feed from someone I don't follow. And I thought, Oh, Rob would have something to say about that. And the reason it showed up in my feed is because Rob commented on it. I was like, Oh, there you go. Yeah. It was probably me saying like zero IQ to somebody. Like I just, I think it takes, cause you guys make me be nice now on the podcast. So I think it takes the place of that where I can really rail on people and not get in trouble and have friends and wives tell me like, Oh, Aaron's so sad or whatever. Anyway, let's get into it. Uh, I've got three guys here who are looking to start a street fight because they all graduated from Fillmore West. Go Tigers. Ooh, I like what? That. That's, a good, that's a good joke. Yeah, Fillmore West, not Fillmore East. Uh, so I've got uh, Matt in Minneapolis. Just blank faces looking at me. Matt in <laughs> Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Excellent, Rob. Oh, that energy. I'm like the guy on the cassette commercial where I'm being blown back by the speaker with all of Matt's energy. Oh, we got a jam band this week. It's good stuff. Ready to go. Let's go. Well, we want to preserve Let's jam. We want to preserve that feeling and don't let people get jelly about our feelings on jam bands. Um, <laughs> Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? Guys, I woke up this morning and I had them Statesboro Blues. I think it's because we're celebrating a band about almonds. And we've talked about it before. It takes 1.1 gallons of water to make one almond. And right now the whole Sunbelt region is experiencing a crippling drought. So while Aaron goes without water, we sit here and we celebrate a band about fucking almonds. So yeah, I had the Statesboro Blues. <laughs> well, I can tell you one almond that's not taking more water, and that's Dwayne. Actually, and Greg, they're both they're both dead. Uh, and I've got Aaron here, uh, who is oh shit, Russell. Listen to what I wrote. And I got Aaron here, who's mad at how much water this band used. <laughs> oh, I sniped it. <laughs> and then he realized it wasn't the Almond Brothers. Oh wait, I actually wrote a I actually wrote an alternate, so I'll use that as well. I had an alternate in case in case you mentioned the water almond thing. I'm so smart, Russell. I'm ahead of everybody. I am from the future. This is great. Wait, I want to kiss myself. Uh, so Aaron's telling me that when he dies, he wants to get a glass coffin. He wants to see if it catches on. That remains to be seen. Oof. Remains. This is why we can't take a month off. Rob's prepared jokes. Sir. <laughs> He's I've got, got so many jokes. I've got Aaron uh, in California. Aaron, how are you doing? You guys are right. I stopped eating almonds because I heard they were affecting the salmon population who wouldn't give up 
almonds in order to have better salmon. Uh, as long as we're making jam jokes, I don't know. Let's try to get this album over with quickly so I can get Marma laid. It's not going to happen, but I, oh it's my like, this God, that was so good. Wow. <laughs> Reaching deep. Wow. I was good trying, one. you know. You know what? I'm putting that on a loop for that one. I mean, this deserves it. It's just going to be on a loop for the rest of the podcast here, and I hope you're going to be okay with that. I, this is the way it's going to be. Okay, I'll stop. It rocked. <laughs> okay, Russell, I got a question I for you. I, I'm just telling you, I can't hear you at all over there. When you're talking, I can't hear you. Perfect. <laughs> Russell, was I joking about stopping this? I was. <laughs> Russell, can you hear me now? Good. I'm glad you can hear me. <laughs> Rosie, you'd like to speed through this, huh? Rob yeah, should be a producer yeah, for it. CBS TV shows right now. <laughs> ten minutes, ten minutes in, and I'm almost finished with the introductions. Uh, did I say Aaron in California? How are you doing? Yeah, I did. Guys, let's get right into it. Almonds, salmon, trout. Let's get into gallon. the voicemail. Our callers are so stupid. You can going. kiss my ass. God, our listeners are dumb shits. They're just the dumbest of the dumb. Dumbest of the dumb. God, our listeners are dumb shits. Just the dumbest of the dumb. God, our listeners are dumb shits. Just the dumbest of the dumb. I love how Rob has now God. spliced Aaron laughing over all of his sound bites just to give him a little more confidence. It, that one confused me. There was me. definitely was like, an addition of Aaron's laughing that was not there before. <laughs> Hello. I'm calling because for the first time in my life, oh. I am in the market for a microwave. Oh, I do oh boy. Aaron famously lives without a microwave and has spoken very fondly of a toaster oven. Now, I know that Russ, Rob, and Matt feel differently about their microwave. So I would really love it if the four of you could weigh in and help me make a very important life decision. Do I go with a microwave or do I go with a toaster oven? Give me the pros and cons. Thanks. Oh. Bye. Now, I do want to thank that caller, unlike last week's caller, who wrote down, obviously, what she was going to say and said it out. We love that. We think it's great. Now, Aaron, you famously now have... Clearly just, wasn't nervous. Like, like not week. nervous. Actually, we should send them a free shirt, probably, and maybe two free shirts. It might be easy to not be nervous when you're a teacher and you have summers off all the time. It can just call call in podcasts, right? So is a lot. <laughs> so loud. This question loud I made it. is so timely for me because, uh, as we've discussed, I moved into a house that came with a microwave and it was in a built-in. So we did not get rid of the microwave. Now, wow. I still prefer the toaster oven to the microwave. If you have enough time to plan ahead, but just today I used a microwave toaster oven combo that really worked because no. I had, I had a jerk chicken burrito from Trader Joe's that I was going to eat for lunch. And I was doing some stuff for work and realized that I waited too long I to think you worked past lunch. I did. I typically don't. This is what happened. I had some calls. I had worked past lunch. Things were going bad. And I looked, <laughs> I looked at the label, took the burrito out of the fridge, looked at the label and it said for a microwave, do it for a minute 45. 
for an uh, oven or toaster oven, do it for 30 to 35 minutes on 350. Well, at that point, I didn't have 35 minutes to wait for my lunch. <laughs> but I'll take a minute 35. But I didn't want a soggy burrito either, right? So what do you do? You do the combo. You put it in the microwave for a minute and a half to warm up the insides. Then you throw it in the toaster oven on toast for four minutes to crisp up the outside of the tortilla. It's fucking perfect. So I'm now I'm now thinking that having both is the best of both worlds. Two appliances. But if I had to choose one, if I had to choose one, I would choose the toaster oven. Now that Aaron's a homeowner, it's like, I'm going to just run this electricity bill up. He hasn't realized he's got to pay for that yet. <laughs> I know, that's, that's he still thinks he's, a, he's, a, he's a, a, a renting and doesn't have to pay for all these uh, utilities. That's coming next month. Can I tell you the sad part of that story that Aaron doesn't want to acknowledge, the sad underbelly? Did sure. you notice the part of the story where Aaron said that he didn't have 35 minutes to spare to toast something? Right. Aaron. How sad. You, that's so sad. The fact that you have a job now where you don't still have a spare 35 minutes to heat up your burrito. Yeah, it's it's awful. It's really that's rough. sad. It's, I'm stressed for you. Thank you. I appreciate your, your reaching out on that, Rob. The other sad thing is that I chose the jerk chicken burrito over the cheeseburger burrito. And I got to tell everybody, if you can get your hands on a cheeseburger burrito from Trader Joe's, you should try it. it it's a life-changing kind of experience. I'm a little worried. I didn't want to say anything the first time, but I'll say it on the second one. Rob's got his new sound bites and is no longer responding with funny jokes. He's just searching for sound bites. I have jokes. I mean, the fact that Aaron has such thoughts about burritos, heated up burritos when he's a 42 year old man who's married, by the way, like if you're a 42 year old separated i would understand you just heating up burrito after sad burrito but i mean you, it's just i think it's going downhill for aaron i think buying this house he's been he's fin dumbed himself but the uh breville toaster oven i got a, a shout out we that's what we use for dinner time we him some frozen pizza it was delicious in there aaron do you think a toaster oven can still still work in a world where everyone wants everything done immediately right like you've got your phone you got your ipad you got everything you want all the answers you want your stuff immediately but you're saying you can still wait for the toaster oven when you have that microwave sitting right next to it, huh? That, that, but that's what that's what it teaches you, that discipline to, to either plan ahead or to wait. It's important. I, I don't even want to tell you what I'm doing when I think about a toaster oven to teach me <laughs> discipline and to slow it down a little bit. <laughs> this is the toaster oven slapping Russell around. Oh. Matt has some thoughts, which I'm sure our listeners would love to hear. I I feel like you go through these stages, right? You have a microwave. Like, like it's the easiest thing to do, right? So, like, I'm thinking of things like bacon. I'm thinking of things like uh, reheating pizza. I'm thinking about, like, all these things. The microwave is so easy to reheat. Two minutes, whatever, you're, you're, you're there. Hot chocolate. But everything's just mush. Then the texture's all right. mush. It's just mush. It's absolutely just mush. But if you have the time... Put it in, you know, I don't have a toaster oven per se, but I have an oven, right? So, like, I cook my bacon in the oven, not, not taking it's the best place to do it. And it's so much better, yes. right? To your, cooking your chicken nuggets, right? You could just heat those sons of bitches up in the microwave, no. but you, you know, you wait to 20 to 25 minutes to get them nice, crispy, perfect chicken nuggets. Matt gets it, man. Right? So, I, I, I think you need a microwave because you need it for just the quick heat ups and things like that. But absolutely the best thing to do is have a toaster oven and or oven to cook whatever food you uh, want to cook. Matt, I appreciate your thoughts. 
So I will say in response to the caller and the question she was asking, according to Aaron, get both. Okay. According to me, get any microwave you want. They're all the same. I've never had a microwave where I'm like, oh, this one's better. I will say though, if your microwave doesn't have a 30 second button, it's worthless. Get rid of it. You don't need, if it doesn't have a 30 second button, waste 30 second and or like a melt button for butter. You need a melt button for butter. That's a, it's a tight button. You're totally right. Guys, let's get into it. Let's get into rolling going. Oh, you had other voicemails on your main page. Why didn't that get played? It was the old one. That was the old one. What everybody's up to. It's only got two voicemails in a month. No, I've got some others too that were that were very bad, so we didn't play them. Actually, most of them. Uh, Rolling going, Rosie. How's it going with you? It's going great. Had a good week since the last time we talked. Been enjoying stuff, but I've got a I've got a stressful thing happening in my life, and I realize that you three are the perfect people to come to about this issue because you all have lived. You need to go in the corner. I might need to go in the corner. Maybe I, I might be. I might need to head into the corner. Get, get, get to the corner. It's time for Russell. You should really see a doctor corner. after four hours oh, about these yeah. stressful experiences. Well, that's the thing is, I know that I know that you three have lived with this uh, condition, and I have not. So I had to come to you guys about this. It's I not now the have, stinky finger, is it? I. <laughs> if it's I about pissing your pants, I'm just going to warn you. That's my role of going. Two people in my life recently, Els Davis, who have names that could be shorter or longer depending on you oh, know formality whatever is, oh. and they will not tell me which name they prefer they have no preference they have no oh. preference they have what? no preference for their name it's like it's like if i said to you like right don't need it you know and, they, and they've introduced themselves to me at some point and i've forgotten how they introduced themselves and i say oh do you it's like if i came to you and i said do you go by rob robert or robbie and you were like i don't have a preference and i was like well, cool i guess i'll just robert. choose robbie can you guys imagine Bobby. has there ever been a time in your life where you wouldn't have said which name you prefer to go by and if you're doing that are you fucking with somebody i'm so confused about you this. know what I'll go first. I know everyone, like you said, all three of us go through this. I'm one someone who says that, Aaron. If someone asks me, what do I prefer? I'm like, I'm good with either. And oh, honestly, no. it's because I've Some got asshole. different people in my life that call me different things. So everyone I know in my life calls me Russ, except for my college buddies, including you guys. That's true. You guys call, call you me Russell. Russell. And I think it's because we had friends junior year of college that started calling me Russell J a lot. And I think yeah. that stuck and it made college friends start calling me that. But I've been out like with Aaron and a high school friend. And this is like 15 years ago. But when he heard Aaron call me Russell, he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I've never heard that yeah. in my I life. I remember that. I but, do remember but I, that. I am not a preference person, but I got to say, like, there are certain times, like if someone calls me Russell, I was like, I notice it. And I'm like, oh, I kind of like that. So I think it's not a dick move by someone to say that. I think they just so, probably like hearing both. So let me ask. Let me ask you. Uh, I like that. Russell. R, I the R. That. Let me ask the R. <laughs> I like the R, too. And if you don't know, if you don't know what we're talking about, go fuck yourself. Listen to all the episodes. Or we don't need you. Oh, shits. Uh, they don't even remember the fucking podcast. They how to. do you sign your work emails? Are you going full? Full so name? Here's the move, Rob. Uh-huh. My work email, like as the bottom has like a signature where it's like your name, your position, address, number. Mm-hmm. It's got like 69. all this stuff, you know? So the, the work signature is Russell. But then I signed Russ to make it seem more informal, to make me seem more approachable. Fucking got it down. Pat. Wow. Wow. See that? Because that, that's where I was going to go with. Like at work, I get emails and introductions, to all sorts of people all the time, right? And I don't remember their name. So I go back to the email and look what it says. And it's like David, right? 
And it, clearly somebody has called this person Dave, but they're still David. And then on their signature block, they've got David, right? And so then you're like, well, hello, David, how you doing? And then you sound, they're really a Dave, but they don't sign it as Dave. <laughs> you just got to wait for one yeah. email back and forth, Matt. One more email back. But then there's people who don't sign their name, you know? So like, I, I, I don't know, like I'm, I'm technically Matthew, right? And I'm, I've never, go, I never, never, ever, ever gone by Matthew on anything I've ever done in my life. Right. No. And so one of these people is a guy who reports to me at work. I hired him. He signs his emails only with his first initial N. And so he's like, well, I just signed my emails N. So if you just want to call me N, that's fine too. So I'm like, okay, well, anytime I yes. inviting you to something, I just like I just put N. It's like Aaron, yeah. like today we had an Aaron N check-in. Because like, fine, man. Like that's, I, I guess that's what I'll do. Yeah, you you oh, you're smoking cigarettes. I'm gonna make you smoke the whole fucking pack. We're calling you N for now. <laughs> I think the move is to go with the short name. I think the short name is more informal. It makes you seem more like your friends and everything. I think you when in doubt, you go with the short name. All right, I, I appreciate that perspective. It's been stressing me out, man. I don't know how to talk to these people. Can I tell you? I'm gonna come at this from a little different hey. angle. Yeah, because I, I do the same thing. Aaron, I remember when you call me Russ and when you call me Russell, and I preferred the night you called me Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Are we getting back to this joke where we're all going to sleep with each other, guys? Because I'm down. You know what? I've been making that joke for Rob, it years. may have been the Pizone Revolution night, but you also <laughs> called me Russell that night, and I liked it. I like the idea that Aaron and I both slept with Russell, and it was on the same night. And we're like... <laughs> And it was in his own revolution. And now we're on the same podcast. It's a lot. Yeah, it's like, oh, I had to stay up so late. <laughs> it's an extra pizza. one That's and a half minutes. Like a sandwich. <laughs> um, so here's the deal. I love the idea that I'm joking about Aaron coming too fast when he fucks Russell. It's, it's a deep joke. So here's the deal. I, of course, am a Robert. Go by Rob or whatever. I, I don't care. But I'll tell people Rob if they ask. I'll, I'll tell them. Just call me Rob. I, growing up, I thought the funniest name in the world by far, the name I would pick, like when I did a radio show, the name I would pick when I wanted to be funny was Bob. And I thought Bob was the funniest <laughs> name. And I was like, God damn, people out there named Bob. That's the funniest shit I've ever heard. And I was like 35. And I was like, oh, shit, I could have been Bob. I'm the Bob guy. I could have I could have been funny, Bob. I, guys, picture me right now. Watch this. Ready? Watch what I'm going to do. I'll put that down. Put put that down. I just put renamed myself on the Zoom. Look at that. You're in a family cabin. Put that away. <laughs> Look no, at my name on the Zoom. Bob. Bam. Bob. It's a it's an Does that rule? It's a palindrome. K Bob. Yeah. K Bob is way better than K Rob. I mean, guys, if <laughs> Bob. Okay, get this. Listen to this Bob joke. Ready? Hey, have you guys heard about glass coffins? Will they be popular? Remains to be seen. <laughs> I'm Bob. That's so much more like, funny. Yeah, I guess. Shit's funnier when I'm Bob. <laughs> so. One of my many terrible, also, terrible life choices. You also, if I if I am correct, your dad has the same name as you. So the, did that mm -hmm. change how you guys were called in the house? Like, was one of you called Bob oh. and one of you is called Robert? Or what, oh, what, oh, what no. was it? Oh, no. You know my name in the family? Like, when the cousins come over and everybody's talking to us? I'm Little Rob. <laughs> little Rob. <laughs> I'm Little Rob. Why do they call you Little Rob? I don't, oh man, God, I don't never know what they call that. Little Why Rob. Why do they call him Little Rob? It doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's got to relate to something. Mm, yeah, there's got to be something. I think something. he's taller than his dad, so why do they call him Little Rob? I don't know. It's, it's like that little Rosie guy. I don't know why they call him Little Rosie. <laughs> Lately, they've been calling me Gray Rob. So weird. <laughs> Bird's Nest Rob. <laughs> uh, was that your rolling going, Rosie? That was, that was it. That was, real, that was my rolling going. That's rolling going. going. It's probably me. one of my favorite rolling goings ever. The, the <laughs> oh. full name or the short name. <laughs> Matt, rolling going. How's it going with you? Well, oh, it's 
been a long week, guys. I guarantee so that will tread that will get us SEO <laughs> results on Google. Yeah. Do I call a person by their full name or the short name? It's true. I live in Minnesota. You guys know that. You guys all lived in Minnesota okay. at one point. Richfield. I yes. don't think I like the heat. I don't think I like the cold. I don't think I like rain. I don't think I like sun. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. I got to admit, did not think sun was going to be the last one. I don't think I can be happy in any weather whatsoever unless it's like 72 and no wind and sunny. Oh, you like me? Thanks. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> so, I I mean, like, I, I get that it was more for Rosie. And again, this is this is really heavy hitting stuff. So I Appreciate you guys sticking with me here, but like, here you. Do you, you guys don't have very many seasonal changes. You guys go to the mountains for your seasonal changes, but do you miss the seasonal changes, Rosie? That that happened? No, not one bit. No, not one bit. <laughs> the days get longer or shorter, and nice. We get we get rain or we don't, and it gets a little bit colder at night, and the fog patterns change. That's enough for me. I, I got to move. That's it. That's <laughs> Fog patterns. There goes my rolling going. What the fuck? Yeah. Right? I thought we talked that you were going to bring up fog patterns again when, before I was yeah. talking. This is like a long week, Bob. Sorry. Point. I mean, once again, don't get me started. Don't get me started. You guys know. You guys know. Don't do it. Don't tempt me with dew point talk. The podcast has now turned into a conversation I have with work people while we're on the elevator together. Like, hey, what's the deal with the weather? You know, it's like, oh, warm out. So, Matt, what is it about? So, like, for me, I don't like the heat because I'm a sweaty guy. I don't want to be outside and I don't want to be sweaty because it will be embarrassing for me. I can handle the cold. But what what for you? Like, why is the seven like you don't like the heat because it's it's you're a sweaty guy or, or you don't like the cold because you've got like, well, it's like, what's the reason? I don't know. I think I try to dress so I am 100% like comfortable at all times, right? Yeah. So sometimes Okay, I'm just going to pause you right there. We're all doing that. Like I know. We're unless you like have some sick fetish where it's like I love wool on a hot day, wool sweater. I don't I don't know. For for some of us who gained a little weight back during the pandemic and are wearing clothes that are a little bit tight, we're not always trying to do that, I guess technically. <laughs> Well, I'm trying to figure out. Maybe, maybe I'm trying to figure out if I'm <laughs> That's just the saddest thing I've ever heard, Russell. <laughs> <laughs> to quote Metallica, "Sad but yeah. true." Oh my god! <laughs> I guess I feel like I would like to just wear shorts and a champion reverse sleeve sweatshirt at all times, right? Seven inch shorts, <laughs> champion reverse sleeve sweatshirt. At all times. I thought you were down to yeah. five. That, I mean, honestly, well, San Francisco like, might be a good place for you, Matt. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I need like 63 degrees and sunny at all times, it feels like. Right. And that's yeah. it. Maybe a little bit of wind, maybe a little bit of, you know, Gulf I, Coast breeze. I tell you like what that. the mean old daddy would not be down for is like $4,000 rent for an 800 square foot apartment <laughs> in San Francisco. So yeah. maybe it's not right for him. <laughs> that's the hard, that's the hard trade off. It's true. I hear Man, I'm going to blow your mind right now. There's nobody from Richfield there. God damn it. All right, I'm out. Never mind. I'll, I'll deal with the weather. I do like Matt's rolling goings being like, I don't like weather. I mean, you sound like the villain at the beginning of a Bond movie or something. I'm going to change the weather. I will change the weather. Yes. <laughs> really? I just didn't. It was a long week, guys. I just didn't have anything for you. So no I just yeah. went with, with I the. It. Yeah. Yeah. Matt's wife comes back from Europe and how are you doing? He's like, I hate weather. She's like, all right, well, I decided to go on another trip. Yeah. Eat, pray, love to get out of here. 
See you, bye. Uh, Russell, rolling going. How's it going with you? Rolling going. Uh, I was going to talk about the weather. I was going to talk about, I forgot what Aaron was talking about earlier, so I'll just move along. But I Names. went to my first Lynx game ever the other day. I went to a WNBA basketball game. It was a great time. Nice. It's great athletes. And I actually sat on the, not on the floor, but in the second row. I'd never sat, wow. I'd only sat on the floor once. For an NBA game, it was a game uh, against the Lakers. Kobe Bryant was playing for the Lakers where I sat on the floor. Uh, but I sat in the middle of the court on the second row. So essentially right on the floor. I was, And I started thinking, like, it's an amazing experience. So I was wondering, what are the best seats you guys have ever had for a sporting event or for a concert? Have you guys ever had, like, Man, right on the floor, question. right up at front? Oh, I love this question. I can wait, though. I, I can wait until somebody else wants. No, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Twice, I got to sit near the floor for the Timberwolves. Once was against Antoine Jameson and the Golden State Warriors. I remember watching Bob Sura during the National Anthem. I think I was Bob, in like the I think fifth you went row. by Robert Sura. Robert Sura. <laughs> Robert Sura. And I remember it like that was the thing where I realized how big these guys were. My number one was I sat in the 10th row of the lower deck, free throw line extended. Uh, Amari Stoudemire went for, I think he went for 50. I think KG went for 40. And KG got ejected when it must have been like 2002 or three. I can't remember. Yes. And that's what changed my whole perspective on KG and the NBA, watching him that close, watching him go at it with Amari when Amari was really in his prime. That completely changed my whole perspective on KG and NBA basketball. And he's been KG's been my favorite ever since. You got to give it to the big ticket. Strong yes. side to weak side. Give it to the big <laughs> ticket. Hopefully quarter, bring it to the ticket. I, I had seats that were like seventh row for the Wolves Nets. And it was amazing how athletic they were. But to be honest, watching a Wolves Brooklyn Nets game like three years ago, you know, four years ago was not that exciting. So I'm going to say the best seats I ever had is my dad. We had season tickets to the Vikings growing up. We were section 133. We were row like 17 behind the visitor bench. Hey, Rob, Rob. Are we talking about the Ontario Smith game with the Wizenator? Is that what we're getting at? We're the Wizenator? Yeah. My dad's like, hand me the binoculars. Like, look at this. Uh, <laughs> I like the idea that that occurred on the field. Just to let everybody know. I just want to, I want to back up. I love bit. how whenever Rob brings up the Vikings, I immediately go to either Vasante Shanko or Ontario Smith and the Wizenator. So those are the I, only things about the Vikings have, I remember. Have, have any point. of you guys, have any of you guys ever had a friend get busted with a Wizenator when they're actually taking a <laughs> piss test? No, no. What? Have you, you have? Richfield guy? We'll, we'll save that for another day. <laughs> oh, so I, I do want to explain to people a couple things here. Number one, Vasante Shanko was a Viking who was photographed with his dong out during the media. Yes. Like, thing. So we, we talk about him all the time. Number two, the Wizenator, for those of you that don't know, is that there was a Viking named Ontario Smith who tried to fake a drug test by yep. using a pouch of someone else's urine connected through a hose to a fake dick. I believe you would, technically you would call it a prosthetic penis. Yeah, technically, you would call it a prosthetic well, if you want to go penis, medical, not fake dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. I'm using the shorter name there, Russell. Russell. Um, so here's the thing is that he actually got arrested in the or got found in the airport. Right. Isn't that what they found yeah. that he had it in the airport? Yeah. And they like, yes. So it kind of was like that Ireland story where they pulled it out and he was like, Hey, well, I don't know what that is. Like <laughs> he probably, they probably said, Oh sir, is this your dildo? And he was probably like, actually, no, it's a device I use to cheat on drug tests. And I'm going to tell the news right now because 
I do not want people to know that I'm carrying around a dildo in my suitcase. I think it was a dildo, and he's reversing the story. As if you're bringing a dildo, listen, Russell, listen to me. Yeah, if you're bringing a dildo on a trip with you, be proud. Yeah, okay, don't hide the dildo and say it's a fake Wizenator. Just said like our best seats, right? So like I sat, I sat front row at some festival up in like I don't know Duluth or something for uh, widespread panic one time. We were on the rail. We're like fourth row for, I'm just going to start lay, numbering them all off here. But fourth row for uh, Tim McGraw one time, which was awesome. I'm going to live where the green grass grows, watching my corn oh my pop God. up in rows. Is this Tim McGraw? Good song. Good song. We were second row at like a WCW event one time, but oh. on yes. the rail, Whoa. on the rail up to, N- you know, on the walkway. So like my buddy... Too sweet. Uh, he's not really buddy anymore, but Phil from Richfield is on the inside oh, no. of the rail. Oh, what happened? Did we hear the story? Uh, he's Matt's. just not in. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that. He, he talks about it. <laughs> this guy loves the weather. Matt's like, I yeah. can't fucking hate this guy anymore. <laughs> did, did, we had a, we, a for a shit. couple times, there, there was a guy, we had a hookup who had an inn at like Target Center. So like they have seat fillers for WWE events. Okay. And so you're... They're bringing like 10 people. And you're basically just sitting in like the back of the, on the floor. But like when people get up and go to the bathroom or something like WWE doesn't want anybody empty in the seats. camera, Yeah, you know, to have empty yeah. seats. So they tell you to go fill. And so we were filling rows, you know, one awesome. time we were like fourth and second and third. That was pretty fun. I mean, there's just, there's a lot baseball front row a lot. I've never sat front row on a basketball game. And I think I, I keep trying to weasel my way into somewhere to do it, but I think I'm just going to have to pay. Yeah, I just going to have to pay through the teeth sometime to do it. But other than that, you know, for, first row right behind the goalposts at an NFL game is fun. I mean, you don't see the other side, but when it's coming at you, it's fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Lots, lots of stuff. It's, it's fun to move around and get new seats, get new stuff, and get different perspectives. Rob, you had mentioned uh, seeing someone get ejected. So I'm at this Lynx game, and we're sitting right down on the court. You're right next to the right. players. You could reach out and 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 touch someone if you want. You were you're that close. You know, you're five feet away from the floor and from people inbounding the ball and whatnot. You've got to keep your head on a swivel. You could get hit in the head with a ball if something if you're not paying right. attention, right? And so, and, and it wasn't even that far for you to run out and chain yourself to the basket about his killing all those chickens. I was exactly across from Glenn Taylor, and the whole time I thought like I could easily beat any any security guard over there oh, to yeah. super glue myself to that court. <laughs> if you super glued yourself to him, like put super glue on your lips and then touch Glenn Taylor's lips, and now your lips are super like glued together. To it was just like cheek, just go up behind him. Just oh cheek. my god, <laughs> lips to nipple. And so I'm at this game, and I will just say this: we talked last week about standing up, and so the person I was with was very much about. <laughs> Every basket, standing up, you know, raising the glass, cheering the team on. And, like, that's fantastic. Like, they're Uh-oh. into the game. But I'm I'm kind of not really that. I would have been that way maybe a couple of years ago. But I, at this point, I'm just kind of, like, watching the game. I'm not really up, ago. standing up and cheering. And so we may have had a, a brief uh, disagreement about whether we should be standing on every basket or whatever. I was wrong on it. No question about it. People need to be into the game. But I was pretty calm the whole game. But when Cheryl Reeve, the coach of the the Lynx, going to be a future Hall of Fame coach, when she started yelling at the refs and they teed her up, I was into it. I stood up and I started to pump my hand. I'm like, I want her to get tossed so bad. There is nothing better than going to a sporting event and watching someone get thrown out, especially when it's the hometown 
player or coach yes, when they're yeah. arguing on behalf of their team, right? Yeah. No, then they I get agree. a standing ovation as they're going yes. off the court or the yeah. field or whatever. Right. Yes. Was like, yeah, no, you're in the right there. You can't it, stand on every basket. Like you, you can like, there's, there's space to watch a game intently and then still be enjoying the game and then stand up when, when it gets intense. I'm, I'm with you, Russell. I was going to say, I was sitting like two rows behind home plate at the old dome one time. Okay. And Brian Harper was the catcher. Nice. And there was, I think Kevin Tappany was pitching even. So like kind of like a classic twin wow. baseball card collection. Right? Well, the guy yes. on second base was Brian Harper thought he was tipping the batter to what the signs were. Right. So you can do like, if you think you know what the sign is at second, you know, you can like do something to say like, Oh, fastball is signaling or, what's coming inside, comes outside, curveball, curve yeah, yeah, things yeah. like that. Oh, he's got so his wizardator out. What does that so mean? All of a sudden you could hear Brian Harper yelling at this guy. Right. And he's coming out from behind home plate and he's catching, he's pointing his catcher's mask right at the second baseman. The second baseman is coming in yelling at him and there's a brawl right about the pitcher's mound. And I'd never been that close, but that's where, you know, then the, everybody's getting tossed out and all things like that. That was about the best, closest, awesomest baseball game I can that's remember exciting. as a kid. That is exciting. We should, we, we should eject one of us from the podcast on a weekly basis. If, I'll like, do if it. I have I'll too many drinks, <laughs> Matt volunteers immediately. Every week, Matt's the <laughs> Russell, you motherfucker! I can't believe you had Wait, that take. This is the worst. The podcast, this is man? the you worst. Do that? Yeah, you're gonna you're Rosie. Gonna just motherfuck me on the podcast. Excellent, excellent, excellent rolling going. Mine, excellent rolling going. Russell, this is the worst rolling <laughs> going I've ever heard. I've ever heard. I can't believe you do it, Rob. You're the up. You're a piece of shit. You can't. You can't navigate this. What the hell? I love it. Getting, I love someone's it. Someone's got to get tossed. This guy arguing, this might be my new thing I'm into. I think it's great. <laughs> Have I told you about... You know, Reminds you know, me of my I, parents. I, everybody knows that I ref. I think we've talked about I ref. But like, <laughs> there's people now who it's nothing... To me, as a ref, high school ref, there is nothing more fun than you know a coach wants a technical foul or you know he wants to just get kicked out. Yep, you don't and then you him. don't kick him out. <laughs> and then he has to sit there and talk. Because like, I'm fine with it, right? Like... So then I still go up. I'll talk to him. He he's just fuming. He wants to get kicked out, and you're not going to kick him out. There's nothing better than that as a referee. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> such a tease. You're such a tease, Matt. Oh, that would. I was awesome. going to ask one other thing about the game. So, when part of the going to the game, I was like, I've I, I've never been to the Lexus Club. Last week we talked about how I went to oh the lodge, God. the the club level. So this week I was like. I can get good price seats to go to the Lexus club before the game where they've got like the, the bar, the That's food. a long one. Yeah. Uh, it's underneath the target center. You walk oh. in, you have your own entrance to the target center. Okay. So you don't have to wait in lines and everything. And you know what it what? spells backwards, Russell? What's that? Sexual. I think don't actually look it. It makes sense to me. Rob, when this podcast is over, I'll tell you what happened in the bathroom of the sexual club. It was fantastic. <laughs> I, I took someone down to the low post, and you don't even want to know how many times I scored. I'd love to see your high post. <laughs> Speaking of which. So anyways, I go to this Lexus club. I've never been to the Lexus club at Target Center. Before. I've been to suites at, at Twins games, but I've never been to like kind of like the VIP area of the Timberwolves game. And they kind of advertise it online as like free... You know, complimentary food, complimentary, oh, you know, no. beer and wine and everything. Oh, no, I see where this but is it going. turns out they do that for Wolves games and maybe not Lynx games. So you guys ever have these moments where you go into a place and you're like, not sure, hey, is this complimentary or am I paying for whatever oh. I'm getting right now? It's the, and that happened to me on a plane, Russell, where the woman's yes. like, do you want anything to drink? And I was like, mm, yes, I'll have a 
you know, uh, me and my two daughters will all have Diet Cokes. And she's like, okay, $7. And I was like, hmm, yes, okay. Shit. Let me give you my card. I didn't realize that's dummy. I'm so stupid. But so I, I, like I'm always, I feel like I'm always dipping my toe in those water, right? You're like, well, would you like anything? And you're like, yeah. well, how about like a, you know, like a can of Coke or something? It's like two bucks, right? And they're like, here you go. And you're like, oh, it's free? They're like, yeah. You're like, all right, well, give me a beer and yeah, some yeah, popcorn yeah. and things like that. You got to kind of dip your toe into the water. In I situation. see, right. Uh, yeah, put out some my, feelers. My move is always that I drink half the bottle of liquor at the mini bar, and then I pee <laughs> back into the bottle till it's full, and then I recap what? it. Nobody can tell. <laughs> I'm going to write this down. I've got a trip. Yeah. But you know where this really comes up a lot is weddings, right? Like you go to a wedding and you don't know. Is it, am I paying for every beer I have? Is it free beer and wine? Is it open bar? And that really, honestly, it depends on your strategy for going to a wedding. Because if you go somewhere and it's like open bar, it's like, oh, I'm Ubering. There's no question about this. Like it's game on tonight. But if it's like, you're paying for everything. It's like, oh, maybe I'll have a beer or two. I'm not going to turn this into a couple hundred dollar night, right? Oh, it's so totally. you, you like that. People just need to make it more clear. They should put signs up no, everywhere. The thing is, is this I complimentary gotta, well, or not? The thing about that, Russell. <laughs> the thing is, Russell. I haven't been to a wedding for quite a while, and like, I don't, Aaron. To be fair, yeah. I love you, but I don't think you've been anywhere in quite yeah, a while. <laughs> Aaron went to more weddings during the pandemic than anyone else I know. Aaron went to like yeah, three weddings. Did. I guess he went to a wedding in Wuhan, China. I'm just saying, I'd like to go to another one. Wouldn't that, hey, I, wouldn't I just, like a destination yeah. wedding with some friends be? Yeah, it'd be pretty, really pretty fun. Awesome. I just, it, I feel God. like I need to go to one, but I don't know. Maybe it'll be. I'm not sure when the next one's coming up. So, oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bob, back. catch up here, Bob. I was, you know, I was with some friends the other day. We 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 had a going away party for uh, a buddy who's moving who's moving away for about for a year or two, then coming back, and we had the same conversation. Like everybody's just we're getting to that point of our lives where it's like, man, I just need a good wedding yeah. in the group, just right? Bring everybody and, together, right? If we need like an excuse to I, go somewhere, like it'd be guys, sweet. I can't believe it took me this long to catch up with what you guys are talking about. <laughs> But I'm going to divorce my wife and get remarried to somebody else. You yes, guys are right. Yes. Okay. I've been waiting for the Rob rewet the remarriage for so long. It's going to be great. I can't wait to dump my wife and then instantly start dating people like crazy. And it's going to be actually a lot easier than it was when I was younger and not like uh, totally devastating to me uh, psychically. If you did break up with your wife and got remarried, do you think it'd be cool if I brought a guest or not? <laughs> <laughs> God, that's funny. Oh, that's really good. Oh, that's, that's funny. really good. <laughs> oh. Who's is that? Roll going. How's it going with it's Rob? It's Bob. Bob's up. Bob, how's it going with you? Me. Okay. I mean, do you guys know? I mean. Aaron, that was fucking good, wasn't it? I want to remind you. Really good. So I want to remind you, Bob, saying this already. Aaron, what's blue and not too heavy? Light uh, blue. I'm not sure. Like, <laughs> oh, jeez. And that's from Bob. Yeah. Good no job, Bob. Nice <laughs> Bob. I thought it was good. Listen, guys, I hate to tell you this. Oh, it's time for I got a plain old story for you. Yeah, flight. Oh, yes. Oh, flight. Oh, I'm finally going to talk about my vacation. Keep singing, Russell. We're going to hear about your. Flight tonight. Yeah. Not just the internet up north, it turns out. Uh, all right. So, 
I get on the plane, right? I tell my kids, we're like row 32. My two girls are ahead of me. And of course, guys, I'm telling you, sitting with them, we had a 10-hour flight back from Greece. Is the Ten wife in first class or not flying with hours. you guys? She's flying in Comfort Plus, so she is way up. She's <laughs> way up there. Okay, she's already on. She has her sleep mask on. She's like sleepy. Does not, you know, does not say I anything when I brush I, against I her. Live, I can't live in a world where Rob might weigh. I, I, I mean, we're not talking weights or anything, but like the fact that Rob squeezed into some coach seat and his wife who weighs a third of him is up in comfort plus just enrages me. But Russell, here's what, here's what you're forgetting. I've got what? my two kids on each side. They don't, they oh, can't tell me to move. I should rent kids for flights. <laughs> I am like the blob. I'm spreading. I'm like a gas. I'm spreading the into every the bob. space. You're like the bob. You're the bob. <laughs> bob the blob. Oh yeah. Nobody's ever rhymed my name with blob before. Good one. Good one guys. Um, but I spread into their seats. I have so much room. But not this time, because as my girls walk back, the steward, right? Is that what we're attendant? What are we saying? I think you can say flight attendant, right? Flight okay. Attendant. The flight attendant turns to me and goes, oh, excuse me, sir. Just wait a minute. And then proceeds to take the order of every person in first class. While I stand there, there are a hundred people behind me waiting to oh, board this plane. I would fucking lose my they mind. They are all looking at me and they're like... Why, why aren't you going forward? There's obviously space in front of me and I can't because this person is taking a dozen drink orders oh, on this flight. Fuck them all. Oh, no. Is that outrageous? I thought it, that was totally outrageous. What do you think? Including your wife's drink order? Are they taking Jenny's drink order also yeah, as well, you're waiting? <laughs> you know, when she, I, this is no joke. When she sits first class, she gets four drinks at a time. She gets like what? wine, she gets a liquor and then she'll get like a water and then she'll get a sparkling water. Like it's what? abusive. And they give them all that? Oh yeah. They, they'll give you whatever you like. They're, I think they're terrified of people in first class. I don't know what it is, but they're they'll the do whatever she people. says. They need to keep them happy. Keep them paying yeah. for those. Holy <laughs> shit. Well, I think this be... is perfectly fine, Rob. I mean, cripes. Let's. <clears throat> Have you guys Matt, ever. You, so Matt, Matt might sit in Comfort Plus. I Though I've sat in Comfort Plus once and it was when Matt convinced me to do it for a flight to Vegas. And then we, we got, got delayed three hours and they didn't serve us any booze before that the flight bad. took off. <laughs> but once it did take off. Not that Russell remembers that. If, oh, I, I'm going to be quiet now. I was going to say something, but I'm not going to. <laughs> so we, then, we can delete this part. Just have a, have a hard cut here. Don't bring this up again. <laughs> I'd gone out with a flight attendant a few times at that point. And I remember Matt and I were talking about, are you allowed to order doubles or not on a flight? And I remember I texted the lady that I was kind of seeing and I was like, Hey, we're on this flight and we're, we're delayed. Are we allowed to order doubles? She's like, Oh yeah, you get whatever you want. <laughs> nice. nice. All right. We're hard in. cut. Then, don't talk then about Russell that again. doubles back. Like you up, like <laughs> <laughs> do whatever you want. Who this new phone. Yeah. Russell's like, I'm too old for a double, but I'll come over for a single. No problem. <laughs> so you're just standing there, Rob, and people are looking at you like you're the asshole. Like you can't move forward when it turns out the flight attendant is the one fucking it up for everyone. It's, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, I stood there like mouth agape. Like I was in shock and I almost was like, Hey, those are my kids up there. They're like lost without me. I mean, they're on this international flight and then I realized that I had told them the seat numbers that we were sitting at, and I don't think they were listening to me. 
And I knew they were just going to be sweating it without me back there to help them out. So I let <laughs> them go. Let them deal. And I thought it was so oh. great. And then when I got there, they were sitting in the right seat. So it was a major bummer. My kids listen and respect me. So maybe you guys can learn a thing or two. You know what? We figured out nothing as a society in the last couple of years. It took us about a year where we were like, oh, it makes sense to load planes from the back to the front. Yeah. And then immediately the moment we can, we're like, nope, we're going to make it as hard as on people as possible and load the the complete illogical way and go front to back again. We can't help there's, ourselves. We're idiots. There's no yeah. reason first class can't be in the back of the plane. Yeah, there is. No, no. you put first oh, yeah. class to the back. It's they have all the room. Right what? But then they, then, then they're, that's that extra 20 minutes. Now. That's 20 minutes. They're sitting to wait to get off. Man, you gotta no. get off that plane right You pay first class to get off that damn well, they plane. Can, they can put first, first class on first. You don't have to serve them and then load from the back to the front, the rest of the people. Uh, well, the only, the only problem with that is the only problem is oh. that, Hey, let's, Hey, who wants to save 45 minutes in our loading? <laughs> really? It's probably like five, here. but like you, you have like the comfort plus <laughs> and then you have all like your podcast. medallion people or whatever. Right. Yeah. And the only yeah. reason they want to get on first is so they can get their, their luggage up top right. and not be stuck, you know, by their seats. That's the only reason. I, that's fair enough. People so they don't want to leave their luggage on. Yeah. The, so don't if, you, if you could like reserve spots up there and say like, I get this spot, you know, then yeah. But until that happens. Yeah. Is it just me? I get a boner for gate checking my bag at the thing. When they say, Hey, we'll check your bag. And I'm like, for free, I don't have to carry this thing. You'll just take it for me. It was great. When I flew to Europe, I checked, I gate checked my big bag. It was the only bag I had. I went on that plane with nothing but my phone and headphones. Oh, I raw dogged it. Isn't it. I walked down there with no bag. I felt like a God among men. When they want to gate check my bag, I am thrilled. Where did you and fly we, through? Did you fly directly to Greece from? I went to New Paris York? first. Yeah. But not important. So, hey, Rob, when you get off that plane and everyone else is like trying to rip their yep. bags out of the, the overhead that they stuffed it into and they overfilled and you're just like, Standing up, listening to your your podcast, you're like, "Who's the man now?" It, right? it, but it only ta- it takes one time Missed where up. your bag doesn't come out, yep, or it gets lost, or it's in the you know, somewhere else. No it, way. It, it only takes one time where you're just like, well, "Well, that's not worth it." You know what did happen is my wife. We gate checked a bag. Somebody on the plane was rushing, got off, and took her bag from the gate check area right Poor on the... Idiots. This is just enraging me right now. <laughs> so when we got done, what the f- what my the wife's hell? like, my suitcase isn't here. And I said, oh my God, there's a suitcase that's left over at the end of the uh, jet bridge that looks like yours, but it's not yours. Somebody must have grabbed yours. And she goes, oh. so we go to the desk. And you know what the desk people say? You take the bag and deal with it. Oh, <laughs> right. Yes. So now we have a stranger's bag. So I'm like, we need to call this person. They're obviously rushing to make a connection. So I open up the bag and dig through the items to see if oh, there's yeah, anything that would more. give us a phone number. Was there a vibrator in there with a phone number on it? No, there was no, absolutely nothing exciting in there. I was like, this is the pervy experience of my lifetime. And then it was like shoes and pants. And I was like, who packs just shoes and pants? What kind of psychopath is this? <laughs> So we we went down and the, they ended up in Boston with my wife's bag from gate checking it. So that's a cautionary tale, but not for me. You know that that wouldn't. You know how that wouldn't have happened. You mm. just would have brought that onto the plane. And put it up <laughs> <in the door. laughs> no, it's it's just like wrapping yourself up in Vaseline and getting on some rubber sheets and spinning around without a bag on the plane. It just feels good. It just feels right. You know what I mean? 
I thought, I thought we agreed about 10 minutes ago we weren't talking about that <laughs> night anymore, guys. <laughs> guys, let's get into the album. Oh, this, oh it's a music podcast. Here, this is album. a music podcast. Oh, this sounds great. Let's talk about the album. Let's talk about At Fillmore East by the Almond Brothers. This is, we have a band, another Florida band. Okay, Tom Petty, Flo Rida, Pitbull, the greatest musicians ever out of Florida. We've got Dwayne Allman on guitar, kind of founder lead guitar. We've got Greg Allman on keyboards, Dickie Betts on guitar. They've got a bass player, Barry Oakley, and they've got two drummers, Russell. This band is like your dream oh, come yes, true. They've I got two that. drummers going. This is their third album. It was released in July. It was by far their, they had been, you know, they had released some other, but we're getting famous due to their live show. And uh, this album came out, was a giant hit, massive. That's in July. And in October, Dwayne Allman dies in a motorcycle accident. So it's like this whole fantastic career is just totally 1,000% cut short. The band comes out with kind of a, a tribute album with Dwayne on it that's called Eat a Peach. Dwayne Allman was so well known that he was actually recruited by Eric Clapton to play in uh, Derek and the Dominoes after Eric Clapton heard Dwayne Allman play in Hey Jude by Wilson Pickett. This is Dwayne Allman. This is a great recording, yeah. This is a fun cover. Wow, I've never heard this song. I mean, Wilson Pickett and Dwayne Allman, it's Hey Jude, but it doesn't sound just like the Beatles. Like it's, I was listening to this today, and my dad's like, this is fantastic. Like, nice right. Yeah, this is a great cover. But this is kind of Dwayne Allman's first kind of exposure to the music world and instantly everyone knew he was an I got a lot of cream, phenom. like Clapton cream vibes from this album so that makes sense so they released Eat a Peach it's got Jessica it's got Rambling Man on it and then the year after that the bass player dies in a motorcycle accident like you would think after Dwayne everybody in the band's like listen I gotta put away this motorcycle not these guys they love riding motorcycles <laughs> uh, let's get into <laughs> That's a fun thing to start. You know what? Let's I don't get care. started talking about this album. Statesboro. There's only like seven songs, so we'll just. Statesboro Blues. You're either going to like it or not right here. Oh. If I you, like it. If you like the guitar tone, if you like this kind of music, this album's for you. If you don't, you will but never ever like this. Five, opening five seconds of any song. I'm with you. Yeah. Rolling Stone magazine agrees with you. They said this is the number nine greatest guitar track ever. I think Rolling Stone also called Dwayne Allman the ninth greatest guitar player ever. Oh. So they must have just they're keeping that consistent, right? It's the, the tone of this guitar sounds so distinct and so good. Oh, listen to this. One thing, one thing, Matt. Uh, Matt always says one thing he likes about the opening track is like, is it laying? Do you know what exactly what you're going to hear for the whole? album is it's setting the tone for what you should expect when you hear that and then you listen to it it's like this is fantastic it's yeah. setting the the tone for what you should expect on it and, and i loved it as an opener this album is literally a jam and then the singer in the band is greg allman who's also on the keyboards i mean listen to this so good so this album is actually not a concert. It's actually recorded between four different concerts, actually three. Um, and then they kind of re replace all the songs. The first night they had a 16 track recorder. The first night harmonica player and horns get up on stage and the guy recording is like, this is a disaster. 
I can't track this. I can't cut out the horns. I can't do anything. He had to beg Dwayne Allman to kick the horns player off for the future shows. And that's why you don't hear any horns on this album. Can you imagine being a horn player on this record, listening to it later and realizing that you're not on you like one of the it. greatest live albums ever? <clears throat> it's a bummer. So here it I, is. I was going to, I was going to oh. ask. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Russell. Oh, I was going to ask you guys. So we've talked, I remember when the original list came out, we said there were too many greatest hits. There were too many things that weren't really albums. So I don't know enough about the Allman Brothers to know, like, did, did they record these on studio albums and now they're playing them live? Or what do you guys interpret this it being a live album? Is it almost like a greatest hits or what do you think of it? I think what you're seeing here is what the Allman Brothers were good at. And that is covers of blues musicians. Almost all these songs are covers. But to answer your question, like Whipping Post was on their first album, the Allman Brothers. So, I, but it's not really a greatest hit because they're playing it. It's not like Legend where it's just the same songs. Yeah, I think a live album is way different than a greatest hits album. But I know nothing about the Allman Brothers. Like I, they're they're not familiar to me in any way. So they they take up one point one gallons of water for each one of them. <laughs> and it's such a good joke. Maybe multiple people thought of it. <laughs> no, I mean, look, the the uh, this is the typical. They have albums because they're a great live band, yep. right? So they can monopolize it on it, kind of a deal, and so. I don't know. I mean, I think this is the essence of what the Allman Brothers are. You hear them talking and you hear them jamming and all that stuff. And so you hear like Jessica on the Peach album, right? And it's just, that is like a classic, classic song. I don't know if that, I don't think that album's on the list, you know, but it would be better, I think, from a pure album standpoint, if the Peach album was the one that was the Allman Brothers representative, but like, from a musical standpoint, I think this is their best representation of sure. who the Allman Brothers are, personally. Done somebody wrong. Listen to this harmonica here. I love the harmonica on this album. I thought this was very musical. Like, I don't know if this, you know, I don't know if they were ever recording down in the Muscle Shoals or not, but like, I just heard like oh, yeah. the organ, you heard the harmonica, the guitar solos were awesome, the drum fills were awesome. I, I, I really stepped enjoyed away. it. Did you guys not talk about Dwayne Allman being at like a session musician? That's how he, when he was like 19, he couldn't get it. So he went to Muscle Shoals and was yeah. a session musician. Yeah. Now these guys, are, these guys are definitely scholars of the blues. And um, I mean, I maybe jazz to some degree. So yeah, they're, 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 they know their stuff. We also, there's something cool about like the live album where at the very beginning, they did the research for me. They said, hey, this is an Elmore James song. Like I yeah. didn't even have to look at genius. <laughs> no. They told me That's who great. they were, who they were, yeah. uh, you know, it, taking from here. There's something El, about El, Elmore James is worth listening to. El, like, there's not that many recordings of him, but he's fun. Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's not L. Less James. I mean, I want L. More. Um, here's the thing: is <laughs> is Spanish for the more, <laughs> the more James. <laughs> Oh, guys, good. we're feeling it. We're feeling it tonight. This is all time. I could best of it better. I'm just putting it in the title. You can see why old white guys, when they decide to form a band, like if they're famous, you know, they love like, like uh, Bruce Willis or James Dolan. They love doing blues bands. Cause I mean, listen to this. This is a fun kind of music to play. It's not that I'll hard. Once you know I'll what you're doing. What, I mean, yeah. these guys are so talented, but it rocks. 
Well, the problem is like the, the who's the, who's the guy who owns the Colts now? Who has the Ursay? Ursay. Ursay always has bands, yeah. right? Well, you need to like hire one guy who can play like Dwayne Allman, right? And totally. then you can just be the rhythm guy, just plucking three or four notes, and then you're in the band, right? It's, so yeah, it's it's easy, but it's 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 kind of like how Rob hired us to do all the funny stuff, and then he just kind of sits back there and clicks on uh, sound bites the whole time. I know. I it's so weird though. You guys gave me a full refund for the last hundred and three episodes. Um, <laughs> here's the thing: is that it is as somebody who played bass in a band and could not play bass very well, as we've talked about many times. When we would do a jam on a twelve bar blues, it was easy to play. It's the same rhythm over and over, and it always sounds good. It always makes people tap their feet. It's it's great. You can do it with very little talent, which is why white guys love to do it, which I think is what I said earlier. Stormy. Rob, you you, you mentioned, you've talked about how you played bass before. You've never once told us you played in a band. What ba- what was your band? What was it? I can't even remember what it was called. Well, like, were you in a rock band when you were in high school? Yeah, I had a guy who band? was really good at guitar and a guy who was a singer and a guy... Who couldn't do anything, so he did kind of everything. And then you guys didn't have a name or anything. No, what were we? Slow. That was that the name of our band. Slow. No, that was the first one I was in. I can't hey, remember. Hey, this is slow, and here comes our lead guitar player, Bob. I'm telling you though, it was it was just so fun to sit in a basement and just jam with music and just know that like, oh, this is never going to go anywhere, and just hang out with your friends and and do this dumb stuff that's never going to amount to anything. And it definitely didn't set the groundwork for things I'd be doing later in my life. Like it's done. <laughs> not, never, not doing anything like that now. It hasn't Certainly come not. up again. Definitely not a waste <laughs> of my time at the expense of maybe my marriage and family. Anyway, <laughs> Stormy Monday. This is a T-Bone Walker, Bobby Bland song. And they had played this in the earlier band that they had formed, the Almond Brothers. And guess what that Almond name, guess what that name was? Almond Joy. And I had uh-huh. to look it up. Almond Nuh-uh. Joy, the candy bar, was invented in 1946. So the Almond Brothers were also making the almond joke about themselves. What do you guys think? Almond Joys or Mounds? Are you nuts no. or no nuts? Neither nuts. one. Got nuts. Got Neither nuts. one. Those but are the worst candy mounds bars. Mounds or dark chocolate? It's, do you like dark chocolate or the milk chocolate? I think with the nuts and the coconut, I like the dark. Guys, it all sucks. Coconut's terrible. Coconut tastes. Coconut should not be question. in chocolate bars. Did Stevie Ray Vaughan record any of these songs, or does, do the songs just remind me of Stevie Ray Vaughan? Oh, good call. I hear that. I mean, I'm 100% sure Stevie Ray Vaughan did Stormy Monday. I think so, right? Yeah, I think, but they also tend to sound the same. I mean, this is an album, right, where you don't just sit and listen to each song and each note. You kind of just put this on and then do stuff and, like, everyone's going to come in. You don't just play through each song and have a podcast about it, talk about every song. It's not that kind of album. It would be insane to take time out of your day with your family to do that and pick the sound bites. You don't love me. Listen to this. Put your hands together for this. Oh, we got to ask Matt right off the bat. Matt's not one that likes bands who engage the crowd by asking them to clap. Matt, I was thinking about you. What did you think when they're saying, can we put our hands together? Well, if they're doing it like once or twice, right? If it's for the song, as long as it's not like every song, every two minutes and... I don't know, Green Day. It's actually kind of clever rhythmic rhythmic, uh, play, too, because he's not playing guitar on the same beat that they're clapping, really. Yeah. It gives it a a texture, doesn't it, for sure. Yeah, and then then once the rhythm comes in, they're they're on the back, like they put the claps on the back beat, which the fans didn't know they were doing. And that's kind of cool. Yeah, and we just heard it. You hear that start. You hear that rhythm, and it starts kicking in. You're like, "Oh, I know this song." Like, I'm not a big Almond Brothers fan, but I'm like, "Oh, I know that that riff there. I know that. That's 
It's a great start to the song, isn't it? Guys, yeah, this song, clever. this song is 19 minutes long. He wrote it as a he used it later as an a tribute to King Curtis when he died. Did you guys know how King Curtis died? Have you ever seen that? Wasn't he I stabbed? looked it up today. Yeah, there's a guy on the steps of his brownstone apartment, and he was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" And the guy stabbed him. Yeah, like what a bummer. Uh, I think his great live show is from the Fillmore West, right? Isn't it King Curtis with Wider Shade of Pale? I think that was some. Oh, so Aaron, yes, you're bringing it. Well, Matt's got an album. What, Matt? What do you got there? Matt just went and pulled an album out of his. his well, I cupboard. started thinking. I mean, I started thinking about. Eat a peach, right? There, and this this one came. Eat a peach came after live at Fillmore right. East, right? Which I I wasn't picking up on, and so I'm just I just was pulling it to see what was on it. Is there an overlap between the two? Or Ramblin' no? Man. Yep. Um, there is. I mean, according to Wikipedia, you know, a lot of the stuff that was recorded at the same time as Fillmore East made it. Some of it made it onto Eat a Peach, and then some of the studio stuff that they were doing. While they were recording this album, ended up making on Eat a Peach, but then Dwayne Allman died before this album, the Eat a Peach came out. And so there's kind of a lot of crossover and maybe Eat a Peach is much more of a greatest hits because it was some studio, some live, some with Dwayne Allman, some without. Yeah. So this might be more of a pure Allman Brothers album than Eat a Peach Rob, you were saying this is this is like a 17 or 19 minute song or whatever. I, I just want to take you. I was listening to this. My new move when I listen to albums is I walk, I go for a walk and I listen and then I take notes in my audio recorder so I can hear the album in the back while I'm taking my notes. Oh, so smart. And so I took some notes on this one. I just wanted to share them with you guys because I got so excited about this song. So we we heard that very famous riff and then all of a sudden all these instruments start kicking in and they're like. There's got to be like two, like a dozen guitar solos on this, right? Like these yeah. guitar solos come in and then all of a sudden you have this organ solo and the organ is awesome on this album. We heard, I don't know if it was the band a few albums ago, we were like too much organ, but the organ kicks in. It's awesome. There's a harmonica solo and then it slows way down. And all of a sudden I, I felt like the guitar was talking to me on this one. I'm listening to the song and I feel like Dwayne Allman is talking to me through his guitar and you have like all these, you know, it slows way down and gets really quiet. And it just, it's literally just him plucking a guitar for a minute. And then all of a sudden the cymbals come back up and it starts getting the tempo back going. I think this is one of my 10 favorite songs ever. This like just blew me away. And for a 19 minute song, and at no point did I ever want to turn it off. I just, I loved it. Fantastic. And then there, this is the end where it's just kind of like a little, it's very quiet. And then... And then all of a sudden, I think he plays like Joy to the World or something. Yeah, just yeah. I don't know if this makes Matt's perfect song list, but it's on mine. And I understand that it's a it's a uh, Willie Cobb's 1960s recorded it originally, and these guys made it famous for the jam band. I don't normally like the jam band. I love that song, Russ. This song. Makes me wish. Yeah, I, I've always said if there was one live show I could ever go in the history of music, it would be the Allman Brothers film at Fillmore East. Yeah. It would be incredible. And now that I know that's four shows, actually, that would be even better. You could see four shows. But being at this concert would be incredible. But it made me think, what are some of the best live albums of all oh, time? Yes. Okay. Now, love this. Love the Rob, list. Have you ever heard the Bad Boys live at Christmas in my, <laughs> bed, my mom's basement? You know you cock tease me oh, when you say that stuff. Yeah. You know I want to listen to that so bad. Uh, listen, I'm very lazy. 
So Rolling Stones picked the best live album. So I just used that list. So this is actually a Rolling Stone top five list. Okay. Okay. Now, the Allman Brothers, they put it number two. Okay. So I'm going to do the top five albums that aren't the Allman Brothers at Fillmore East. The first album. Quite a little less complicated than Rob's 90s rap list where the songs were all from different years uh, two weeks ago, right? (laughs) No, that got edited. So it actually made a lot of sense. It was very complicated. Um, I was so confused. I have picked the beginning of all these albums so you can hear how great. One of my favorite things about live albums is people introducing the band and hearing people go nuts. And we've talked about this one before, but one of the best intros ever is Kiss on their Alive, Kiss Comes Alive album. You wanted the best. This might be the first time the same audio clip has made two lists. It's so it's good. fantastic. What's the best you got? Now, this does lead to a couple things. Number one, I've, I've talked about it before. Look at the cover of that album. It is the worst album cover ever made. It's a terrible picture of Kiss. You can barely see Peter Chris on the drums. It looks like a photo that you would take with an iPhone 2. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. I know, Matt. I know Matt didn't love. I know Matt didn't love Kiss when we talked about him. I know they were in the two hundreds on his list. Like, would, I don't know if they're still playing or not. But if Kiss, if Kiss were coming to a concert, would you want to go see him? Absolutely not. No, no. I would not give them one dollar. <laughs> of a band that just. I mean, the Rolling Stones are pretty. We talked about them last week. You know, Rolling Stones are pretty bad with how much they try to market everything and just get a buck out of everything. Kiss is. Well, pathetic in my eyes about how much they're trying to just let's let's put it this way kiss comes alive was the album that made them become big like that's the album that made them famous yeah. they then came out with at least two more kiss comes alive albums and they're just called kiss comes alive two and three like anything they just realized like oh people buy live albums let's just put out multiple albums yeah. and hey you know what good for them because like it worked right and People buy them. People like them. They're just not for me. I I could. I mean, I could care less about now, Kiss and their outfits yeah. and their makeup and everything. The other you guys remember when I saw the Kiss cover band in Des Moines oh and I God. couldn't tell if it was the real Kiss or not the real Kiss. Russell, I can, I think about that every day. Honestly, it's one of my top three moments of my life. It's one of the top five things you think about every Listen, day, Rob. Goes birth of one of my children. That Russell story about Kiss of Des Moines and the birth of my other child. I mean, that's the order. <laughs> and, then, and then the night of the Pizzone Revolution where we put the tarp down. <laughs> I think that was the last episode. Um, in that song, no, he's talking about... This, no, also, it was this one. This is oh. a long episode. <laughs> no, this, it's not. We're at a minute. We're at an hour. We're almost done. We're fine. It's, oh, we're at a mid hour 20. Yeah. So, yeah. I had an error. We restarted it. Oh, shit. That She's, is confusing. Here's the deal. <laughs> Anybody need a new main host? Here's the deal. In that song, he is talking about how she's worth a deuce. What does that what? mean? And it doesn't mean what I think, right? Like, what could that possibly mean? Is it the same as the deuce from Blinded by the Light? Is it like about a car or whatever, where it's like wrapped up like a deuce? You think she's worth a deuce? Is about a little deuce coop? That's something I didn't even I think about. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just, you, you asked the question and throw it out there. I just feel like when Gene Simmons is telling me she's worth the deuce, it's got to be so dirty, right? Like, it's got to be the dirtiest <laughs> thing of all time. Maybe it's like worth, is it worth spending a $2 bill on her back in the day, like before inflation? That's and true. And like when the $2 bill was worth a lot. Wow. You guys ever spend a $2 bill anywhere? My grandparents used to give me a $2 bill for my birthday every year. Do you guys ever have $2 bills? Oh, yeah. yeah I'd get same. those. 
And I'd spend those so fast on candy. I wouldn't even think twice about it. I was like, sucker, you gave me two. You could have given me one, dummy. It's it's money. It doesn't I've, make any difference. I've never spent a $2 bill because I would be embarrassed to give one to like no. the gas station attendant or wherever I Bro, spend my money. It's at. like spending a dollar coin. You're a baller if you've got it. You think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or you put a 20 oh. in a vending machine. Either, I mean, both those things maybe I've done lately, but it's not. <laughs> anyway, the fifth best live album. Okay. They say is B.B. <laughs> King live at the Regal. Wait until you hear this guitar tone. Round of applause to welcome the world's greatest blues singer, Ooh. the king of the blues, B.B. King. Remember, nice. Remember the last one? He was the chairman of the board. It's the one where they booed the sheriff and the judge. Yes. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah. Where he was doing yeah, live. These B.B. King album intros are amazing. Yeah. That was live. B.B. King live is, is the way to go. I love it. Okay, listen to this guitar right here. <laughs> like, if you're sitting there and you're listening to that and that kicks in, there, there's no complaining, right? Oh, man. That's Lucille. Is, is, is good, guitar's Lucille, right? Yeah. I mean, that guy definitely did have big balls. That's why his name was Big Balls King. A lot of people don't know that's what the BB stands for. <laughs> <laughs> He says that at the end of that album. He goes, thank you. I'm Big Balls King. I'll see you guys later. Yeah. Next up, fourth on the top live albums of all time, according to Rolling Stone, The Who, live at Leeds. Guess what? No intro from anybody. Whoa, just start right with it. In fact, this isn't even the first song of the concert, and the first song of the concert didn't have an intro. I checked that, too. But they did this after Tommy. They were touring with Tommy, which we've already done, and it wasn't going well, so they're like, we're just going to put out a live album. Here's what ails you. Number three, a classic. We've talked about it before. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Oh, ah, every time. This Man, that, one, one. that one gets me. I this mean, is can't. such a good album. If you haven't listened to this album, turn off this podcast. Go to another device. Download this podcast there to help us feel better. You know what? How the hell is this I'll put that introduction as the best introduction of... Oh, that is so the good. best introduction. I was going to say, though, mm-hmm. I have to say... I'm a huge Johnny Cash fan, and part of it was listening to Rob turn me on to Johnny Cash because he would always sing Johnny Cash karaoke in college. But mm-hmm. I became a huge Johnny Cash fan where I would listen to all the American records all oh, day. So like I, I know all of it. But I have to say, if you go back and listen to Folsom Prison Blues, there's about half that album that gets very, very slow, and yeah. you kind of want to turn it off. So. I know fair. I'm a huge cash fan. I think you should be higher on the list. But when we get to the album, I think you're going to see there's a reason why it's as low as it is. I don't know. Then he is Orange Blossom special. You're back. I'm a huge Johnny Cash fan. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, that's made it into a uh, Beckerhead's lexicon. So I heard earlier fun. you said that album has the best intro ever. And I'm going to tell you right now that spec did it better blasphemy. Okay. You're hereby condemned. So now, listen, gentlemen, it is start time. Are you ready for start time? The number time? one best album yes. of all time. Live thank at you the Apollo. Thank you very kindly. James Brown. It is indeed a great place to present this to you intro. at this particular oh, time. Yeah. Nice so good. Give it to me, Rob. And international. And international this makes Miller. Russell want to drink, though, when they play man it. In show business. Man, this thing I'll go crazy. Gone. Yes. Try me. Give it to me, Rob. A little bit more. You've got the power. Oh, Rob, this is going to be a great episode. Give it me one thank more. Oh, a little bit harder, Rob. Rob, I'm the loud guy at the origin. Give me one more. I'm sticking it to you, Rob. Give it to me. I'm going to pass out. That's so funny. 
Russell's never Lights had this many train. ingredients in his drink, so he didn't know it went up this high. Let's everybody James Brown and shimmy. Mr. Might need more James Brown albums on the list. Please, please I mean, guys. We start the show, James Brown and the Famous Flame. Yes. That is the number one album of all time, and that easily. Great list. Great list. Another. I love it. Great list. list. Two weeks in a row, Rob, holding on the list. list. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And you know what the audience says when I say that maybe I'll do some more lists in the future? Yes. They want me to so bad. But we'll see if I do for you little sick fucks out there. Hotlanta. <laughs> this is kind of a fun one. This is kind of going to jazz. Listen to the theme here. And everybody comes in and plays it. There might have been a little too much organ. I talked earlier about how they were trading off with the guitar and the harmonica and the drums, the organ. There might have been too much organ on this one for me. Well, you're not going to like my next clip then because it's Greg Allman with an organ solo. Or as Russ it's, calls it, a Friday badass. night. It's badass, but it, <laughs> I, I, I was having band flashbacks. Remember the night where we didn't want to talk about the band that we had to? Yeah. Yeah. That was a rough this, night. This organ sounds funky. It doesn't sound like it's just making noise. Then listen to this. Hot Lana, you got Dwayne coming in on guitar. Then you have Dickie Betts on guitar. Totally different sound. Just like, yes, 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 yes. And then Russell. I'm going to ask you this. Do you like a drum solo? I'd love to hear the Phil. Do you like the drum? drum do you like a drum? Yeah, Rob. What if I told you there's two drum solos at the same time? It's a drum duo. Oh. Butch Trucks and J. Johnny Johansson. Two drum solos at the same time, Ooh, Russell. Badass, isn't it? It's wild. I've never heard a double drum solo. That's pretty impressive. Oh, it's so good. All the jam, jam bands, bands do it. All week, the jam bands do it, Rosie. Double solo? I don't know. I mean, at least the double. At least Jack DeJanette could do it by himself, but... That's Aaron, you don't. I guess you don't remember that night in college where Rob and I had the double solo. The double solo. Yeah, yeah. Don't recall. We just said we're going to slap these skins over and over. <laughs> and then finally, at the end, Russell, guess what? Yeah. Do you like big drums? I'd like. Big Do you like drums, my friend Timothy? Drums. Well, I've got Tim Panny for you. Tim Panties. <laughs> Tim Panties. <laughs> the Tim Panties. This song Panties. ends with the guy playing timpanies. Russell, you're at a live concert. I think we did a list of this about about two years ago, didn't we? Yeah, we made some Tim Penny jokes. Oh, no, we did. We did make Tim Penny jokes. Jesus Christ. (laughs) We need to end this podcast. In the memory of Elizabeth Reed, they wrote this song in, guess where they went to write songs to relax? The fucking graveyard. They wrote the oh, song in a graveyard. Yeah, you can come hang out in my neighborhood. We can go. That's I why it's called the memory of Elizabeth Reed. Reed. Guys, I'm starting to realize I'm wrong about the graveyard thing. It's great. Good place to hang out. So now. The bass, the bass really sings on that one. Shout out to yeah. the bass on that one. Last song, Whipping Post. And I want you to listen to this because you hear a guy yell, play Whipping Post from their first album. Very starts to Yes. So uh, that yeah. right there, <laughs> him yelling, whipping post for the next two years before Freebird in 73, that became the play Freebird. 
people at concerts would yell oh. whipping post over and over to the point where they yelled that at Frank Zappa so much in Finland that he wrote a song about whipping post <laughs> to do that. So that was the play Freebird is yelling whipping post wow. from this album. So imagine wow. being that guy on this album and you just yell whipping post and it's like the next like YOLO. Like it's, you're that famous. You're the YOLO guy forever. Be great. Yelled whipping post. And now if you listen to the actual intro, Aaron, this is in 11 eighth time. Yeah, I read that. It was, that's, hard, that's a hard one to pick out. I get it. Yeah, they dropped the third beat on the fourth bar. Greg Allman told Dwayne, I'm really impressed that you know 11 8. And, and Greg goes, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Now, of course, when I think of Whipping Post, there's only one version I think of, and that is Bo Bice from American Idol. Whoa. Second place on season Whoa. four. Guys, American Idol was a I, huge show. How, how many people from American Idol can you name? Can you over under? Can Rob name five and a half people from American Idol or no? Uh, I'd say over. I'd how say many over. people can you name? And also, if you like, I guarantee the American Idol house band was like, "Are you fucking? Are you seriously going to yeah. make us play fucking Whipping Post? You oh. better be able to sing the shit out of this if you want to make us play an eleven eight time." It's so funny because when you hear the whole thing, the solo is like one measure long. Like it's the shortest, little saddest solo ever, especially if you listen to this album. Kelly Rob. Clarkson, Justin Guarini, Ruben Studdard, Fantasia, Sanjaya. What? Well, Clay Aiken, he was on it, Clay right? Clay Aiken. Aiken. And Gary Underwood on I'm going to say Daughtry. Wait, I said Fantasia. Did nobody hear me? Yeah, you said, I heard Fantasia. That's a good pull. Yeah. And then the one that actually got famous, who was the woman? Gary Underwood, right? Actor. Oh, yeah. And then who else was the actress who was in Showgirls? Or no, not Showgirls. Jennifer <laughs> Hudson. Jennifer Hudson. Yes, thank She's you. She's yeah. But guys, the best song ever to come out of American Idol that makes me think about it from Whipping Post, you know it's Ruben Stuttered. Sorry for 2004. Had to pull it. I felt so old when I turned this on and I realized 2004 was like 18 years ago. That bummed me out. Listen to this. Listen to the ending of this song for the radio edit. There's a big jam at the end that I'm not going to play, but. Oh, yes. I just love it. Guys, the album, it jams. But we cannot jam on this all night. We got to get going. Everybody's favorite part of the show. It's time for the rating system. And very popular. Beck did it better. Rating system. Oh, yeah. Now, I've got to go to the bathroom like crazy. So I'm going to ask you guys real quick. Is this a rolling well-toned? It's perfect at 105. Is this a rolling boned? It should have been higher than 105. It got boned by being so low. Or is this a rolling groan? It should not have been this high. What do we think, Aaron? So rude. So rude to make me wait when you know I have to go to the bathroom. So if I had thought this were a rolling... Well toned. That would mean that Rolling Stone did a great job, and it was exactly right. Might have to have him re-explain it. But if it were rolling boned, wait, that's rolling well toned, right? This yeah, is not funny. Well guys. <laughs> you guys are so uh, not funny. I think this. I, I don't. I couldn't. Uh, I mostly listened to this late at night, and I kept falling asleep. 
Uh, I think there's some great musical moments on it, and I love the jams. I like like having it on in the house and just rocking out to it. But uh, as an album, I can't just like really grab onto it. So I, for me, it's probably Rolling Grown, but I, I recognize the importance of it. Matt, what do you think? Rolling Well Toned, Rolling Bone, or Rolling Grown? And feel free to make uh, it short. Similar to Rosie, I think you know from a music musical standpoint, the Allman Brothers have their place, but. They they probably are like the greatest band or the greatest guitarist or something like that. I don't know if they've got a greatest album that should be up this high. So since Rob has to go take a leak really, really, really bad, I'm just going to say rolling. How bad does he got to go? R- Rob, you're in the bathroom. Just go. Like you're, you're oh, right man. there. No, I, can't. I, I do not want to hear myself on the recording. It's going to gross me out too much. Do you like groan or something when you're in? Or? <laughs> rolling groan. It shouldn't be this high up. Uh. Russell, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown? You guys are not giving this the love I thought it had. I was listening to it, and immediately when it started, and there's a, a number of instrumentals. There's like really long songs, and immediately I think, oh, this is not going to be for me. But you don't love me. To me, that song is an all-time song. It's an all-time jam, and I'm not a jam band person, but this converted me on being a, a jam band and how you can enjoy it. There's a point about halfway through that song and there's like an eight minute solo with the guitar and the drums. And I said to myself, how could anyone ever turn this off? Let's and listen to me, that eight minutes. Let's listen to that. Can we, can we put that eight minutes on? Let's put that eight minutes back. You can just start it at one minute and we'll probably get there over the next 20 minutes if you just want to hit play. <laughs> you guys are terrible. It's disrespectful is what it is. Either way, there's a point in that song where I'm like, I haven't had many moments with an album like that where I'm like, man, th- I could never turn this off and if I could never understand how someone could. So for me, it's rolling boned. I think it should be higher on the list. Although I will admit that when I got through that song, I had no interest in listening to the last two. So that should probably count against it, but I don't give a shit. It was a great song. And that's the headliner for the album to me. I loved it. Rolling. What is it, Rob? Can you explain it one more time? Absolutely not. And disrespectful to our audience, actually, who also wants this to end. Sorry about that. I give this album, unfortunately you're wrong. I give this album a rolling guitar tone. It's guitar tone. It's, you guitar can tell tone. you could drop this needle anywhere and you know right away it's Dwayne album. This album has some of the best guitar work we've had yet. Gorgeous, gorgeous. And I'm gonna tell you, this is an all-time vibe. Put this on in your dorm room. The people that come in and say they like it, those are the ones you want to be friends with for the rest of college. And call them by whatever name. They want, okay? And it's actually not a big deal. You don't get stressed about it when you get older. Next up, guys, we have a band that is greater than the sum of its parts. What? It's whole. <laughs> Courtney Love? <laughs> and I can't remember what else. It's a pretty good joke. Celebrity skin, right? No, it's not. Is that the album? Or is it the, the one before? Oh, oh, live yeah. through this. Live through this. Yes. Live through this. Thank you. I'm screwed for parody songs. Beck did it better. Guys, I thought we had talked about this enough off the podcast over the years that we've known each other. And I thought we agreed we would not call Rob Bob anymore as long as you guys agreed not to talk about my whipping post from that night. <laughs> my whipping post. <laughs> That night. Oh, thank God it's over. 